0: This is the Medical Beat on 97.1 FM Talk. Good morning. Uh, This is the Medical Beat 97.1 FM Talk. Uh, We're going to have a great show this morning. Uh, This is just a great day to be uh, social distancing yourself at home, in a room, by yourself, listening to the radio. So thank you very much for inviting us into your ears, and we're going to have a great show today. We're going to talk about, uh, among other things, we're going to talk about the opioid epidemic, which has been sweeping the nation for quite a while, and we have two leading experts on the opioid epidemic uh, in our studio today, so this is going to be a really great show today. Um, let's go ahead and do those introductions here. So uh, first we have uh, Dr. Arturo Taka. Uh, Dr. Taka is board certified in both general psychiatry and in addiction medicine, and he runs the in Synergy. Synergy uh, alcohol and Drug Rehabilitation Program here in St. Louis, and next we have Ashley Hawker, who has been. Our, uh, what are you, Ashley? What, what's your title?
1: Director of operations. Yeah,
0: that director of operations for the Synergy Alcohol and Drug Rehabilitation Programs. So she has uh, she has seen things that you would probably not even believe if she told you. <laughs> so it's a lot of. Uh, a lot of stuff. So that that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, kind of at the end, we'll we'll have a little bit about uh, the coronavirus. We're going to talk about that too. And for those of you who are long-standing listeners, just a little reminder that uh, this show is uh, is is uh, an extension of Ion Health. So this is basically still the Ion Health show, just except for the parts that aren't the same. And uh, we're on a little kind of like the eye on health show on steroids or something like that. So it's, it's still us. Uh, but now we are the medical beat. Thanks for joining us 10 to 11 AM on Saturdays, but back to the opioid epidemic. So we're, we're going to talk about a lot of different things about the opioid epidemic. We're going to talk about why is it such a big thing? Why is it a thing now? Uh, much more so in, than in the past, uh, how do people get into that mess? And, uh, what can they do to get out of it? And what can you do if you or a loved one is suffering from from opioid dependence? So l- let's start with, and let me uh, let me toss this question over to, to Ashley here. So I, one thing I'm wondering that I think a lot of other people might be wondering too is and I, and I guess the story is different for everybody, but but how is it that people get stuck in being, Dependent on on opioids, on on heroin, on OxyContin, on fentanyl, or whatever. How do how do people get into that? How, how does that? What's a typical story, or how does that how does that happen?
1: Well, I think that there are a few different kinds of stories, uh-huh. uh, kind of different categories, if you were. Uh-huh. Um, one of them being that they started on prescription painkillers. Uh-huh. Um, maybe the risks of said painkillers were not. Pre- Uh, explained to them to the fullest, Mm -hmm. um, not understanding that they were kind of starting a scenario that would lead to dependence, um, either an injury or that they had some sort of chronic uh, pain in the first place. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of it is also, I'm starting to see in, in our practice that there's just not this danger that see, we're seeing for these younger kids, they're not this fear that oh. was uh, maybe a little bit more readily available um, right. yeah. years ago, um, and it's not as taboo as it used to be. That oh. there were use of painkillers or heroin, I and mean, we have patients that come in, and there isn't this jump from opiate painkillers to to heroin. You know, you're talking about yeah. 15, 16, 17 year olds that uh, oh. are just going right into uh, using heroin without a, a kind of a bridge. Oh,
0: um, So, so, so there, there's less of a stigma and they're jumping into it and yes. so more of them are dying, yeah.
1: Correct, yeah. Um, and unfortunately the reality is that what's available now, now is much more powerful. And so the uh. intervention has to be, you know, lot faster than it it has been in the past
0: because they they, they get hooked stronger and they get hooked worse
1: exactly yeah Uh, and the risk of overdose is so significant as well
0: right oh that's that's scary stuff so so uh, so dr. Taka how about uh, what is it about opioids uh, that make uh, that make them so addictive why do people get hooked on those so badly
2: well The opioids that uh, includes pain medications, heroin and fentanyl, they 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 uh, elicit a, a response that that results in a kind of a, a eu- euphoric um, mm-hmm. uh, feeling. Yeah. Uh, just to point out the 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 80 percent of heroin users mm-hmm. um, had a problem with prescription pain pain meds. So, oh, so the wow. so a lot of the people who get hooked onto heroin um, are exposed to prescription pain meds.
0: So, so the prescription pain meds a lot of times are sort of the on ramp for heroin.
2: Most of the time for heroin, ah. and there's been a change too. Um, prescription pain meds were the, is the first wave of the opiate uh, crisis, mm-hmm. and then um, heroin came along, yeah. replaced the. Uh, the pain medications now we're transitioning to the third wave of the opiate uh, epidemic and we're seeing more synthetic opioids uh-huh. these are more powerful uh-huh. uh they're 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 synthetic um, um forms of opioids uh fentanyl yeah. about a hundred times more hundred to a thousand times mm-hmm. more than than morphine and then wow. we have this thing called carfentanil this is the one that everybody's talking about you 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 uh, you touch it and you can overdose and those are wow. sometimes ten thousand times more powerful than morphine.
0: That's like science fiction stuff. There, yeah, so scary that's, stuff. So it's carfentanil? Is carfentanil. that a Is that a is that a metabolite of fentanyl or what? No, that, once what's upon that?
2: a time it was used as an elephant tranquilizer and there's no human mm-hmm. use for that. So really? you get these um, <laughs> wow. uh, synthesized. In, in labs out of the country, oh. from China, things like that.
0: I guess a person's just like a very small elephant. Uh, some people may be. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I think, yeah. Wow. Okay. Dang. Okay, so so there's fentanyl, carfentanyl, and, and some other synthetic opioids, which are, are very, at least as far as how powerful per gram or whatever.
2: Yes. They're, they're very are Milligram, very microgram. Yeah. Yeah, very powerful. Wow. Small doses.
0: Yeah. So, so when someone gets hooked on these, I, I guess, I guess a lot of times it takes a while for them to figure out that something's wrong or that they've got a problem. Well,
2: sometimes it's the first dose and they're looking for heroin. They buy it and they overdose and they wake up and they're like, wow, what was that? And uh, mm. oftentimes it's not heroin. It's, it's, it's fentanyl or carfentanyl.
0: Oh, if they yeah. survive it. If they survive, yes.
2: Yeah. We're seeing lots of overdoses as people are currently using because yeah. of these strong synthetic opioids. Before we used to see patients overdose while they're sober uh-huh. and they have low tolerance after they've detoxed or they're they're trying to get sober. Mm-hmm. But now we're seeing uh, overdoses while people are currently using.
0: right, yeah, yeah. and uh, so so one once someone is is really hooked badly on these opioids, what are the things that makes it uh, so hard for them to stop? Why, why is it that so many people get trapped and can't stop?
2: Well, uh, like a lot of uh, chemical addictions, substance use um, issues, you, you have brain changes and yeah. things change in the brain. If you drink too much alcohol every day, things change in the brain. If you mm. use too much uh, benzodiazepine, uh, you, you have tolerance and withdrawal. Same with, with opioids. Yeah. So yeah. when you bathe the brain with opioids, things happen. When you right. take it away, you go through a withdrawal yeah. and yeah. it's very uncomfortable. Um, you have things that are similar to the flu, the diarrhea, the chills and everything. And the only thing that makes it go away is using more opioids. So it's very hard to break from the cycle.
0: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it seems like, it seems like people who have their, their brains bathed in opioids or, or other things like alcohol or whatever. Sometimes they, they don't see the obvious, you know, everyone around them is like, oh my gosh, you're going to die if you keep doing this. Yeah yeah, with, yeah, 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 yeah. We, we, we always refer
2: to the lizard brain, the wizard brain. Everybody's right. got lizard brains and wizard brains, and yeah. the, the lizard brain is in charge. The wizard brain doesn't really know what's going
0: on. Yeah, so so wizard brain and lizard brain. That's right. And in the summer, it's blizzard brain, oh, I guess. Oh, yeah. Yes, <laughs> I guess. So, hey, so Carl is signaling me that we must go out on break, and uh, we're going to talk more about the opioid epidemic, and we'll be right back. you're listening to the medical beat we're back this is the medical beat uh i'm your host dr steve harvey we have dr art taka and we have ashley hawker here as our guests and uh, we have carl on the board hey say hi carl hi carl good morning everyone
2: (laughs) you're talking to me (laughs) you can say hi i I will answer to everyone that's
0: right yeah okay so we're we're all here back in the studio uh uh, doing our social distancing thing, at least several feet between each of us here. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Twenty seconds. Wash your hands. I let. The, I made sure that everyone washed their hands before they came in the studio today. That. that sounds it, good. Yes, we did. That sounds good. And we said, Carl, don't hug us. I know you want to, but don't hug us. <laughs> 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 All
2: right.
0: Thank you, Doc. <laughs> you're, you're quite welcome. Okay, so, <laughs> so hey, so uh, there's a lot of things we want to talk about. We're going to talk about the opioid epidemic, and uh, but before we talk about some of the statistics associated with that, we, we something something I want to know is what is what up with this kratom thing? I keep seeing these billboards. What CBD and kratom? And I think I think kratom is some kind of opioid. So so can you tell us about that, Ashley? What what up with kratom?
1: Yeah. Um. So kratom. Is- has a lot of different legislation al- along with it, as well as um, some of these new hypes and advertisements. So it's being kind of advertised as a way to naturally um, help with your pain. Um, the challenge is that it stimulates that opiate receptor. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's giving you some of the same euphoric, um, while a mild version than an Oxycontin or a heroin. Ah. It is still stimulating that part of your brain, which means that there is going to be withdrawal if you are using that on a regular basis and discontinue it, similar uh, to an oxycotin or heroin. Uh, um, it's also important to note that if you are trying to stop using oxy and heroin, that um, you understand that that's still going to be triggering that part of your brain.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's. So that's so kratom is basically uh, it's very much an opioid but sort of like a weaker version of an opioid so yeah yes ah okay okay all right and so so with just the opioid epidemic in general uh, how about how, how many people how many people is this affecting how many people are are dying from this what's how, how bad is this and how is yeah. it yeah and, and also how right after that i'm going to ask how it has it evolved over the years
2: so it's early 2020 the uh, 2019 stats haven't come out yet but we have stats from 2017 and 18 and what it looks like there had been a gradual increase in overdose deaths up until mm-hmm. 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, close to 70,000 people were dying every year from uh, illicit uh, drug overdoses, including opioids. 70,000? Uh, close to 70,000, yeah, going up every year. Now we we saw a dip, a small dip for the first time in several years. Oh. So what we're seeing is a dip in uh, overdose uh, prescription opioid deaths. Uh-huh. And um, but we've seen an increase in a specific type of opioid, the synthetics. So uh. now we're seeing less heroin overdose and more kind of synthetic overdose, and we're also seeing a big upsurge in methamphetamines.
0: Oh. Okay. So
2: what's ha- what we have in place? The prescription um, monitoring laws in most states, except Missouri. Uh-huh. Um, uh, better better pain management practices. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess awareness. And access to treatment, we're seeing a a, a decrease in opioid um, overdoses with prescription drugs. Yeah. So that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, people who are um, dependent or addicted to these opioids are looking for other sources. So the the supply is now replaced with more potent opioids, and that's where the fentanyl and the carfentanil. Um, Uh, story starts.
0: Ah, okay. And and I guess with that potent stuff at a low price, the, the, that, that free market at work. Yeah. Yeah. So
2: things are working. I think doctors are are being a little bit more careful about how they prescribe, um, these, Mm -hmm. uh, medications and looking for other, uh, options to treat chronic, chronic pain. Uh Uh-huh. And but uh, there's still a lot of people running around uh, looking looking for a for for a dose out there and uh, you know this is what's in the supply right now
0: yeah yeah so so I guess a lot of people with a, a pretty big percentage of people with addiction problems now it is opioids is
2: it, yes it's yes and part? what's what's concerning is we're seeing a lot more methamphetamines
0: oh man met, yeah, yeah in,
2: in uh, with with these opioids yeah and we don't have a uh, Uh, you know, FDA treatments for these methamphetamines. We do have for opioids, we've got several medication-assisted therapies we'll talk about later that can help people get off uh, opioids.
0: Yeah, 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 and, I, and I, w- I would definitely want to talk about that pretty mm-hmm. soon. Yeah, it's kind of interesting how how addictions have changed over the years. I remember when I was a medical student and a resident, it was mostly people with uh, crack. I mean, it was crack cocaine back then. Right. And then you know later on it was meth, and, mm-hmm. and now it's uh, opioids. It goes,
2: it goes in waves. It go
0: it goes in waves.
2: Yeah, we well, see the, the crack crisis, and then people yeah. started liking the sedatives, and then now the stimulants are coming back. Yeah. Yeah, we had the club drugs for a while.
0: Right. It's
2: so keep, there's a lot of choices.
0: Yeah, keep keeps changing. Yeah, keeps changing, and now it's the opioids, mm-hmm. which is which are particularly evil. Yeah. In, in their own. And now way. we've
2: got the marijuana story, which we can put a whole show together for that.
0: Oh, I think I think we will. Yeah. Okay, let's do that. Yeah. Let's, let's <laughs> do that in the future. So yeah, but uh, so so with opioids, and and we've got uh, just a little bit of time left before the break, but. Um, can, can you tell us a little bit about the, uh, I'll throw, I'll throw this one to Ashley here to, for Ashley to start on this one, but can you tell us a little bit about the, the treatment options for if someone is hooked on opioids, what are, what are some of the options to, to unhook them? How, how do we make them better?
1: So the first thing is that we have to get them to detox and there are definitely different ways and different approaches that people can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, the reality is that opiate withdrawal symptoms are are generally not life threatening, um, mm-hmm. with a couple of exceptions. And the biggest one being dehydration, or mm-hmm. people that have an underlying medical issue like hypertension or diabetes. Oh yeah. Um, aside from that, generally it's not life threatening, um, which means that in lots of fluids. Um, and rest and getting through that. The biggest risk associated with it is if you're not successful at getting through that and you kind of go to use and have an overdose. Yeah. So it's really important that once you kind of start down that path that you really seek medical attention and get you you the support that you need to be successful. Um, There are different approaches. So there are medications that can help with withdrawal. Um, There are different tapers that... That physicians can help with. Um, there are even comfort meds, um, and sometimes um, there are even devices that can help with those withdrawal symptoms that can reduce them.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I, and I've seen one of those in action. That yeah, can can you tell us a little bit about uh, a little bit about that about the gizmo about the device?
1: Yeah. So the device has the capacity to take down withdrawal symptoms um, on average eighty five percent within thirty minutes, which if anybody's ever been through opiate withdrawal symptoms, it, it, it sounds like I'm selling yeah. you s- snake water. Yeah. Um, oil. Oil, yeah. <laughs> oil, water, whatever. <laughs> whatever.
0: Snake, water. <laughs> snake, snake water is even snake, more than... Yeah. Snake blood
1: um, But it works. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, people yeah. are very uncomfortable. And the biggest thing between the difference mm-hmm. between the flu versus... Opiate withdrawal symptoms. Symptoms are very much the same, except for this overwhelming anxiety and fear that you're going to die. Yeah. And so, yeah. this device is can alleviate some of the symptoms as well as that anxiety by calming the brain and making those brain changes that Dr. Taco was talking a little bit about earlier.
0: Yeah, yeah. It can have. I, I've seen people do that. Even though, even though uh, you know, drug abuse is not my specialty as a psychiatrist. I've certainly seen people withdrawing from opioids, and yeah, and they. I mean, they. They kind of feel like they have the flu, and they kind of feel like they're going to die. It's very for some of them. For some of them, they they feel they kind of have this irrational fear of withdrawal. They kind of this irrational. Oh my gosh, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. And uh, it's very
2: yes. very irrational. It's lizard brain driven.
0: Lizard, yeah, lizard brain go. driven. Yeah, 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 lizard brain driven. So 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 a lot of the idea here is to help them get comfortably off of opioids, and then uh, we're running up against a break here. So. We're, so we'll we'll talk about what we do after that. So so we get them off of opioids in the short run, and then I guess you have to get them treatment, s- treatment, yeah. to stay off of opioids in the longer run. And we're going to talk about that. So we'll be right back uh, in just a few moments. This is the Medical Beat. I'm your host, Dr. Steve Harvey, and we'll be back. We're back. Thanks for being back here with us. This is the Medical Beat, uh, formerly known as the Ion Health Show. I'm your host, Dr. Steve Harvey, and we are talking about the opioid epidemic. Uh, unlike that other epidemic, the opioid epidemic has been with us for years, and uh, has been uh, has been a pretty terrible thing. We're here uh, talking with uh, Dr. Arturo Taka and Ashley Hawker from. Uh, in Synergy, which is a, an alcohol and drug treatment program here in St. Louis, Missouri. And uh, a lot of what they see is uh, is opioid addiction, uh, heroin, fentanyl, um, OxyContin, all of those things. And what we just talked about is, is getting people off of opioids in the short run because they face a lot of problems with withdrawal. So they need medical supervision and some other things in order to help get them through withdrawal. So, so let's talk about this. Once, once someone with an opioid problem has gotten off of opioids in the short run, let's say it's been a few days since they've used, mm-hmm. they're they're over, um, they're 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 over their withdrawal. Uh, so that means they're cured, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> right. perfect. <laughs> okay, they're perfect. Just kidding. Yeah, right. yeah. No. So, so they're actually not. not. T- tell us, tell us why not, and tell us what can we do. Uh, Uh, What can be done to try to keep them better?
2: Right, right. So detox is not um, treatment. So it's oftentimes the first step, um, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of hard work after detox. Mm -hmm. And because there are brain changes that occurs during time when you're using uh, opiates for a long time, mm-hmm. you have to kind of respect those brain changes because, I, I, you know, again, the lizard brain is still kind of in, in control. Right, lizard brain and wizard brain. Lizard brain and wizard brain. We gotta we gotta give the wizard brain uh, back. You know, we gotta get them back to. Uh, to, to to being in power again because right. you know that lizard brain will mislead us and make us do a lot of goofy stuff.
0: Lizard brain wants drugs.
2: Right, right, right. right. So yeah, it's it's uh, the limbic system. Actually, we call it mm-hmm. the limbic system. We mm-hmm. and, and 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 the cortex is the big wizard brain we refer to, and they mm-hmm. they they actually talk to each other with connections. So what we do after detox is there. Um, first of all, if you are struggling and you 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 get um, uh, you're you're off, you you have to. Really seriously consider getting professional addiction treatment. There are a lot of people in in town that have certification, been trained. Um, Oftentimes doing it alone can get you so far. So uh, search for somebody who's got training. Um, Right now there are... uh, it is standard care that uh, uh, that we we offer uh, medication assisted therapies to keep people from from relapse. Mm-hmm. So there are a few different medications that uh, that that are FDA approved, and we'll go through uh, a few of them. The first one is an old drug. Um, called methadone and you're basically uh, replacing the old illegal drug with a uh, Replacement opioid mm-hmm. and it's got some advantages because it's longer acting and it's been uh, around We've got a long history relationship with methadone um, It's uh, considered uh, safe and, and, and you know a standard of care in pregnancy mm-hmm. um, and then um, After that, uh, another drug called buprenorphine was uh, developed, and that is partially stimulating that opioid receptor in the brain, satisfying the the need for using, so it satisfies the brain, Mm -hmm. and it has the capacity to block. As well. And then the last medication that we use in opioid addiction is something called naltrexone, and it comes in two forms a pill and a once a month injection. And so they all kind of work in the same neighborhood in the brain, but they kind of work on uh, different sides of the coin. Mm -hmm. Uh, Naltrexone or Vivitrol blocks completely the effects of of opioids. So this may be something uh, that somebody would want to desire if, if. if they want to be off all kind of um, yeah um, opioid stimulating um, medications, right. um, the big difference is you have to be completely detoxed from opioids if you want the naltrexone. Yes, because it'll yes. throw you into a draw, and that's not a good thing.
0: Right, right. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So so I guess if someone is off of opioids and then they're on naltrexone. Part is part of the idea that they can use heroin and not get high. I mean, that they just won't. It won't be fun.
2: Uh, no, it won't be fun because it's blocking the receptor. Right. Um. And so the idea is, if there is a relapse, you're you're protected. Yes. But there are situations where you know people want and uh, to get high, even though they they are on a block blocker like naltrexone, mm-hmm. and especially with these powerful synthetic uh, opioids, you can um you you can overdose with large Doses of these powerful opioids, despite being on a medication. So, oh yeah, um, that's why we have to, you know, do uh, psychotherapy, right? And and education, and uh, make make them aware that there's still a risk for overdose and death, despite being on these, you know, yeah. uh, fantastic medications.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so the medications can be a big help. But yes. All by themselves, they're not. They're not going to cure you, and I guess part of the reason for that is sometimes they don't want to be cured or they might have mixed feelings about that.
2: Well, you know, again, going back to the lizard brain, lizard yeah. brain doesn't want to stop having fun. So right. it tells the wizard brain, Hey, don't worry about it. You can yeah. do it, you know, and then the, yeah. and, and then m- meanwhile
0: their life is falling apart Yeah. and their, co- and their heart stops off and on. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Addiction yeah. is not logical. So yeah. to apply the, the, yeah. logical world to it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Right. So yeah. it's important to make sure that we're putting the parameters on it mm-hmm. that apply yeah. to it. Yeah. So yeah. by saying, yeah. Oh, well, don't you see that you've, you know, yeah. isolated your family, that you've lost your job, that you've lost your income. Yes, those are all things, but those aren't going to make any movement in the patient wow. unless they're ready. Um, yeah. And so making yeah. sure that we can get them through that detox and mm-hmm. then once we've got him detoxed, we can really start talking about how are we going to keep you better? How do we keep you to a place where you don't have to go through that painful withdrawal again? Yeah, and that's yeah. where therapy comes in place uh, as well yeah. as psychiatric care. So making sure that if you started this process because you wanted to numb your pain, mm-hmm. let's make sure that your pain is being stabilized instead of running away again.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And maybe t- talk about their pain, too. You know, like what, what what else is going on in their life that might have push them toward becoming addicted correct their
1: emotional pain as well as their physical pain
0: yeah 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 so and i I guess i guess a lot of that is also conversations with the patient's family and friends and things like that too absolutely
1: this is not something that affects one person it affects their entire network of individuals so it's important to make sure that not just the patient gets well but that everybody around that patient gets well right Um, That means making sure that people are all on the same page. A lot of times family members don't understand and it's important to give them the support that they need so that they can get well and they can talk about boundaries. They can talk about what's supportive. How can the the family member that you're trying to reach, how can you reach them instead of causing a lot of walls being broken? Taken up?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they they talk a lot about you, you kind of even if there's just one addicted person, you kind of have to treat the whole family. And it's become a cliche, but I think it's true. You know, it's true because you know typically, you see someone who's addicted will, uh, you know, their the, you know their their mom or their boyfriend or their girlfriend or whatever is is is, is the one really suffering that has to has to deal with all of this.
1: Correct. Yeah. Usually, the the patient is not always the most uncomfortable in the situation. So making. Indeed. Yeah, so it's yeah. important to make sure that we try to alleviate as much as we can of that uncomfortability. And again, the idea is that we all work ourselves out of business.
0: Right, that, right, It right. would be yeah. a
1: wonderful thing if we could all work ourselves out of business. Yeah,
0: yeah. What a wonderful world if you guys could go out of business because you weren't needed anymore. That would
1: be oh fantastic.
0: Gosh. Yeah. So, so what what... What, what would you do if you went out of business? I have no idea. I would idea. sell masks. You would sell masks?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Make a killing.
0: And toilet paper.
2: Toilet paper, masks yes. To-
0: a mask and toilet paper tycoon. That's yes, right. That sounds awesome. How about you, Ashley? What would you do? You
1: know, I'd probably invest in Lysol.
0: In <laughs> Lysol, yeah. yeah. That sounds good. Well, to, to dream the impossible dream. But I guess... Uh, but for now, I think there there are plenty of people with with bad you problems had a lot of with work
2: addiction. to do still. Yeah, yeah, a lot of
0: work to do. So, so, so if people are out there who um, uh, who need help with addiction, could and I'll I'll throw this question to you, Ashley. Can can you? Uh, oh, and we're we're running kind of short on time, so no pressure. But can you tell people how they can contact in and just tell us just a little bit about the in Synergy. Uh, alcohol and Drug Rehabilitation Program.
1: Sure. Um, so, um, in Synergy, uh, we have someone on, a clinical staff member, uh, available 24 hours a day mm-hmm. to be able to address concerns, talk about questions, and we have same-day and next-day appointments available. So, uh, you can reach out to us via email. Um, we have a scheduling on our website, and then you can call or text our line directly. The website is www.insynergystl.com. That's I N S Y N. E-R-G-Y S-T-L dot com Or you can reach us at 314-649-STOP Alright
2: That's good too Yeah, good to know
0: So thank you very much uh, So we'll be back in just a little bit So we, we just finished talking about uh, The opioid epidemic And in Synergy uh, Alcohol and Drug Treatment Program And we'll be back You're listening to the We're back. Uh, this is The Medical Beat. I'm your host, Dr. Steve Harvey. We've been here with Dr. Taka and Ashley Hawker talking about the opioid epidemic. And uh, we're going to do something different. And we're going to have uh, have these guys stay with us and join in the conversation. Uh, the, I, the topic that's really on everybody's mind, of course, as you know, is... Uh, what is that? Oh, the coronavirus epidemic, COVID-19.
2: Actually, it's a pandemic. I say, Do you yes, know the difference? A
0: pandemic. Oh, t- tell us the difference, Dr. Tauchner.
2: Uh Other than the spelling, of course, the pandemic, it's kind of geographical. So I guess if you're an epidemiologist, uh-huh. there are things that are they're um, described as outbreaks. Yeah. Uh, where there's kind of signals in different places, and then it becomes an epidemic, usually uh-huh. uh, one country. And then or a big region of a country, and then we have the pandemic. and then oh. the pandemic involves many nations or worldwide. Oh, so it's okay, it's yeah. graduated to be a pandemic
0: right P- pandemic is bigger and worse than Bigger epidemic. and worse yeah yeah and, and I, I and I, I don't know exactly what the criteria are, but I know the World Health Organization has very specific criteria. and I guess the coronavirus outbreak, the, the coronavirus thing has, Crossed that threshold, so it's now technically a pandemic. Correct, it, correct. It I think graduated.
2: the only continent that doesn't uh, have a case is uh, Antarctica, I believe.
0: I, I, I last I heard, I think that's true. Unless, yeah. Unless that's changed since last time we checked. Yeah, but not not a whole lot of. They, they do social isolation real well.
2: I know they're the there. experts down there. <laughs> <And>
0: our, <laughs> they're, they're, they they got that social distancing uh-huh, thing down uh-huh. real good. So they 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 might be that, that might be a pretty safe place to go. Yeah. But uh, one, but we're going to talk about one thing that, that makes people less safe from the coronavirus uh, uh, pandemic, and, and that thing is fake cures. Did you guys know there's some fake cures floating around out there?
2: Oh no, I just I just ordered some from uh, online. you mean I'm wasting my money? <laughs> yeah Yes, you
0: are Dr. Oh, Tanka, my gosh. which yes, yes yes uh, so yeah, and uh, I think it's uh, it's kind of sad really but I, yeah. so, so some of some of the one of the fake cures that's gotten more publicity recently is uh, a silver colloid solution. Basically it's a solution with tiny tiny particles of silver uh, kind of suspended in a solution which has been sold in the past for for all sorts of things. But uh, currently, uh, the uh, the the former televangelist and convicted felon, Jimmy Baker, uh, (laughs) is selling that (laughs) selling that Uh, formerly uh, served in prison for fraud. And now he's he's at it again Uh, for one hundred and twenty five dollars. You can get his silver colloid solution. Um, So some science groups were calling him out on making totally fake claims about the silver colloid solution. And uh, recently, um, a lawsuit's been filed by the Uh, Attorney General of Missouri so yay Missouri Missouri. yeah I I, I mean I kind of surprised Missouri is the one that took this one up I would expect well no of course
2: not We're the show me state show me the data (laughs) (laughs) show me the data right where's the data
0: yeah and the data shows that it has no it does not cure coronavirus yeah yeah. and I guess the the other one uh, or I mean there's there's actually many but another one is uh, Alex Jones Alex Jones of Infowars uh, has been selling a uh, supplement and uh, claiming, as I understand it, I, th- I think his website has all these disclaimers like, oh, no, 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 no. We're not saying this cures anything. But on the air, he said that it cures coronavirus. So he's uh, he's in trouble for that.
2: Terrible, terrible. He's that,
0: that, 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 taking that is...
2: advantage of the situation like some, you know. Right. You know, well, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: not good.
0: Right, not good. Not, and I think what bothers me the most is that both of these are people who have loyal followings, who have a lot of people trust them, so they're easy to rip off. Yeah, you know, I think, I think they. When you have a trusted following and then you rip people off, there's a
2: and I doubt there's refunds.
0: I don't think there's
2: refunds.
1: I'm sure you know, that's really big thing. on the bottom of that receipt you're right. gonna get in the mail,
0: right? I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. And there, there's there's other things too. There's there's like bleach solutions, which can kill you, uh, sold to um, for coronavirus. Also, some aromatherapy. Uh, places have claimed it'll help with coronavirus. Some essential oils that falsely claim it can help with coronavirus. So, so just to be clear, right now there is nothing, zero, nada, nothing that can uh, treat coronavirus. It's all supportive care. It's all you know. That's right. Get 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 you through it until your body gets rid of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- there's no vaccine yet either. It's, that's probably a couple years away. Uh, but there is nothing. There's no medicine, no treatment for coronavirus. And if anyone tries to sell you something for that, then they're, Run they're away. ripping you off. Yeah. What's that?
2: Run away if somebody's trying to sell you something.
0: Run away. Yeah. 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 So, and I guess, I guess just, you know, for us three as healthcare providers, you know, we're we're busting our ears, trying to make a buck, doing things, you know, to try to help people. And then there's these fraudsters selling stuff for $125 a pop. Uh. How does that make you feel, Ashley Hawker?
1: Well, I think that the reality <laughs> is that we just have to be very careful about just knowing what we're what we're doing and how we're going to be yeah yeah be assessing the situation. Just think smart. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, I just think that we have to be careful about getting too hysterical and not fast fact checking. I mean, yeah. let's yeah. be real. We all fact check the president every time he gets on the air. We need right. to fact check yeah. everything every time that. Um, we're trying to purchase something as well.
0: Yes, I think so. Yeah, yeah. But well, I guess a lot of people just aren't fact checking. I don't yep. think. Yeah.
1: yeah, I just think we we just have to be careful and cautious. And um, don't worry, there's still toilet paper somewhere.
0: Somewhere. Um, I, I don't know about that one.
1: Uh, I'm sure it's somewhere. It's probably in a warehouse somewhere.
0: <laughs> in a secret government warehouse <laughs> next to the aliens. <laughs> next to the. Aliens. <laughs> right. And the Lysol. And yes. the Lysol. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. So, how about you, Doctor Taka? How does this thing make you feel? Well, I, I think
2: um, we have to um, educate our patients. I mean, put in place some, uh, you know, reasonable precautions. Uh, keep clean. Wash your hands several times a day. Use a lot of soap. Stop touching your face. Um, don't cough on your friends. Things like that. And uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm out of here. Um, I'm infected.
1: Oh, no, um, we have to be in here for the next 14 days.
0: <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh. <laughs> and we're taping in the small room. Oh, quarantine. Dang it. Quarantine, ah, Dr. Harvey. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. <laughs> um, yeah, we just
2: have to educate. And the reality is uh, people who uh, may get this virus, many, many of the people will uh, survive it. There are at risk. Most. Yeah. yeah. um, Many uh, are at risk, like the elderly. They have different immune systems, and sometimes they can uh, have more respiratory problems than healthy middle aged or even children. People, you know, but with that being said, uh, children always have to be, uh, you know, um, protected and reminded how to stay clean. Um, The interesting thing about the coronavirus is the, the. um, the children are, are somehow, um, you know, they have a, uh, more, yeah. they're, they're, I guess there's a bigger signal with, with the elderly having yeah. bad outcome. Right. So right. that's an sure. interesting, um, place for, uh, research. They're wondering why yeah. the children are
0: not getting, that they're not getting nearly as sick. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah Which yeah, is yeah.
2: kind of counterintuitive, but, uh, they're studying it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think one, uh, one, well, one thing that crosses my mind is, you know, a lot of people, you hear people say a lot, a lot, a lot of times you hear people say, oh, you know, it, um, you know, mostly the bad outcomes are, are in people who are immunocompromised or they're 70 mm-hmm. or older, you know uh you know so i'm so it's not not an actual problem i'm not worried about it and that and it's like okay think about that because the people who are over 70 the people who are immunocompromised and there's a lot of those people around they can hear you say that
2: true right? exactly right. True, true, they can true. hear you say that
0: yeah and they're the ones who are very vulnerable so when people don't take precautions for themselves they're endangering other people indeed indeed and I, well so i have feelings about that <laughs> also you know, <laughs> so yeah, but, you know, just, just, just as a, and kind of, kind of circling back to the topic of uh, of fake cures, I think, you know, as as physicians, one of the, or just as any healthcare provider, one of the first principles is do no harm. You know, I mean, we we try to help people, but you know, for crying out loud, don't don't do bad things to people, and uh, and the and these fake cures do bad things to people. It's robbing them of money and keeping them away from from actual help, keeping them away from being tested, keeping them away from, you know, possibly going to the hospital if things go south.
2: True. Things true, like that. True.
0: So uh, so there's a lot to be said for that. But anyway, hey, it was fun to have Thank you guys you, Dr. with Harvey. Thank you, Dr. Harvey. You're very welcome. So In Synergy, alcohol and drug rehab program, uh, in Synergy spelled with an I-N-S at the beginning, InSynergy. And uh, it was just a great conversation today. We talked about uh, all sorts of things and uh, we'll be back Ciao
2: Use the Radio Rewind and you can hear it all On Radio.com Oh yes Good to know